Welcome to the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your employees all the information they need to be successful at their jobs. Now, let's get started with the show. Chad Franzen here, co-host of the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their job. Past guests include David Allen of Getting Things Done and Michael Gerber of The Emith, and many more. This episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. Have you had team members ask you the same questions over and over again, and this is the 10th time you spent explaining it? There's a better way and a solution. Sweet Process is a software that makes it drop-dead easy to train and onboard new staff and save time with existing staff. Not only do universities, banks, hospitals, and software companies use them, but first responder government agencies use them in life-or-death situations to run their operations. Use Sweet Process to document all the repetitive tasks that eat up your precious time so you can focus on growing your team and empowering them to do their best work. Sign up for a free 14-day trial, no credit card required. Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, S-W-E-E-T process.com. Brian Hood is the Chief Operations Officer for Studio Movie Grill. Previous roles within Studio Movie Grill include Senior Vice President of Operations, Vice President of Operations, and Vice President of Organizational Development. In these roles, Brian led operations, facilities, organizational development, and that includes talent acquisition, training, and development. Brian, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Doing great, Chad. Thanks for having me on. So tell me a a little bit about Studio Movie Grill and kind of the uh, experience that a customer customer might expect when they go there. Yeah, we are the pioneer in in theater dining. Um, So we we combine, you know, film, food and fun. You know, it's experiential. It's you can come into a movie theater. You can experience, uh, you know, a full service in our theaters. And we give we give our guests the option to experience us in different ways, how they feel comfortable in this pandemic era. Uh, they can they can choose traditional service where someone comes, takes their order, uh, delivers a check, or they can go onto our app and order, or they can actually use the kiosk. So it's whatever they feel comfortable with and, and meeting the guests where they're at. Uh, we show first-run films across the United States. We're in nine, nine states across the, the country. Um, and it's, uh, it, it's a great concept. It's a unique concept. And, um, you know, we have a love of movies. You're in nine states. How many locations are spread out among those nine states? We have 21 locations uh, currently. So you are in charge of of operations at Studio Movie Studio Movie Grill with 21 locations with, uh, spread out across nine states. <laughs> what uh, what does your day to day look like? Well, I think the day to day is is you know creating predictable outcomes, not just for our team members but for our guests. Um, and making sure that, you know, if a guest is in on the East Coast in Alpharetta, Georgia, they have the same experience that someone might have in, in Rockland, California. Uh, and it's, it's, it's differentiating ourselves in, in our competitive segment. It's, it's always working toward continuous improvement. So my, my day is really, you know, really reviewing the people challenges and opportunities and successes, the process challenges and successes. Uh, the product challenges and successes, and then the profitability uh, piece of that as well. So um, it it's kind of helps us kind of measure the stakeholders um, and constantly plan, do, check, and adjust as we uh, as we look at our business. 
you mentioned the process. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure it's it's somewhat um, maybe complicated. I don't know uh, with with that many locations across that many different states. Can you kind of break down your process for me in terms of maintaining a consistent operation? Yeah, you know, I think simplicity is a, a very important piece of it. We use a we use a stakeholder model when we're looking at our process. How does it affect um, you know our team members? How does it affect the guests? Uh, how does it affect the, and, and work in the same uh, space as our current processes? Um, does it create more time robbers? You know, does it make, does it ease the execution? Does it make it easier and more simplified to run the operation? And does it, does it benefit the profitability of the, of the organizations too, or does it make it clunky? So we review those kind of different aspects when we look at processes. Um, you know, a, a very important piece is you have to have a single source of truth when it comes to processes, there, there has to be, they have to be accurate. You have to be something that's kind of protected, but at the same time, it, these processes have to serve for continuous improvement. So they need to be reviewed on a regular basis. You know, if you have a process for how you're going to clean a theater, um, you know, if it's not continuously improving um, on the, throughout the, you know, for the team members, for the guests, for our team members, uh, for the, you know, the cleanliness of the facility, uh, and for the efficiencies, then it needs to be reviewed on a regular basis. So when we look at processes, we look at, you know, you know, what do we really want? And are we seeing continuous improvement in this? And if not, we have to review these on a regular routine basis to, uh, to, really, to really improve. You know, I, I think that's a simple way of looking at it. Is there a, uh, is it important to have consistency for the brand? Let's say I go to a, a studio movie grill in Sunset Walk, Florida, and then uh, a month later I'm in Duluth, Georgia, and I go to that one. Um, is it important for the brand to have a kind of consistency among all all of those little processes? Well, yeah, of course, yes, absolutely. We we want the guest the guest that has level expectations, and to really build a brand, an iconic brand, you have to have consistency within that brand, and it it builds brand loyalty, um, you know, and and both internally and externally. So yes, absolutely, and and you know, how do you go about measuring if your processes are accurate? That's the next thing, you know, I, you know, you can have all the processes in the world, but you know, if your team members get frustrated because you know, it's difficult to perform a certain task because of these, you know, layered processes, or maybe it's your guest who is, you know, uh, you know, feels that they're not seeing value in their experience at, at in our one of our theaters. And we have to really, we have to, you know, look in the mirror and say, are we doing the right thing here? So th those are the, you know, there has to be a check and balance with processes. And, and we find that in our net promoter scores. We measure and we want to hear from our guests you know, how all these processes that really drive behaviors, you know, are really affecting the guests. And then, you know, you, we get great feedback from our guests and we get great feedback from our team members. And that, that gives us that, that, I guess you'd say ammunition and, and tools and resources to make those changes. How do you kind of communicate then uh, maybe that feedback or, or changes to people, you know, throughout the country in, in each of those stores? Yeah, we well, we collect our net promoter scores and we review them every two weeks. So we get the guest feedback. Um, we measure, um, you know, not just the facility. We measure the food execution, the the, the actual timing of the food to the seat. Um, you know, the overall, you know, the sound quality, the film quality. Um, you know, the organization. You know, like I said, the facility components of it. And the most important thing, which is, 
would you recommend us to, you know, someone else? So we do that, you know, biweekly, and then we turn around on a monthly basis and we, we share that information with our teams. And sometimes it's, you know, it's very inspiring to hear when you're guests, when you're doing things right, but it's also very sobering when they tell you the things that you need to improve on. And that's, that's what we wake up every morning to do. We wake up every morning to get better. Um, and so it's a constant, it's a constant flow of information for us to be able to use to, to, to better train, to better develop our team members and our managers, and also to create processes that serve to those improvements. What kind of challenges has, and, and has COVID kind of, and does COVID present uh, in terms of your operations? Well, you know, great question. Um, I, I think, you know, everyone has been challenged by this. And, and depending upon where, you know, those locations are, uh, and based on the, the level restrictions or ordinances or, um, you know, COVID guidelines for those, those individual states uh, that have been uh, given by those, you know, governors and, and mayors, et cetera, it, it's different, right? And it's a moving target. But I think the most important thing is, is first you have to evaluate what, what the guidelines are. And we had to first, you know, we have to look at our stakeholder model again, you know, how do we protect our team? You know, our team members have to be safe. Our guests have to be safe. Um, those are the most important things. And if those things can't be realized, then, then, then we really need to take another look at it because those, those are, those are unyielding. Those are non-negotiables for us. So the, the challenges that we faced were the same as everyone else, creating space. Our technology allowed us to create space within the seating um, that met those guidelines. We obviously have larger facilities, which allowed us to spread out people a lot more. Um, you know, we weren't really realizing full capacity uh, as many of many people in the industry weren't, but we had more room to work with, I would say. Um, you know, sanitation, it was following the OSHA, the CDC, and also the NATO guidelines um, to be able to say we're cinema safe and that guests could feel safe coming into our theaters um, and, and knowing that we're following these guidelines very, you know, very, very to the level of the law. And, and I think it's also telling our guests and educating and maybe communicating to our guests what those details were. Sanitation stations, you know, making sure we're using approved chemicals, uh, making sure our team members are wearing gloves, making sure that we are exercising, uh, you know, continuous um, food safety and COVID safety uh, practices. So those were, the, those were the challenges that we faced, you know, masks obviously too, you know, and and having to make sure that our team members who are working are, are wearing a mask. So, you know, I, I think I'm very proud of our team. I, I think they handled it with, with not just class, but also with the resilience. Um, you know, our team members, I, they love our concept and our guests. Um, I've never seen so many guests thank us for being open when we could open uh, in the markets. And uh, so, you know, I, I see this as you know, a, a victory uh, despite a lot of challenges. So that's how we had to pivot. And we continuously are monitoring those ordinances and those restrictions on a, on a daily basis to make sure we're in compliance, but above and beyond in compliance in terms of cleanliness and sanitation. When you talk about team members, uh, how do you kind of maintain consistent operation? You know, in that, in that kind of industry, I'm sure there's a lot of, um, you know, people who it's, they're not career um, workers, they're, they're kind of there maybe to get through school or, you know, uh, on a 
maybe a temporary basis. How do you kind of maintain consistency of operations in a, in a workforce with a workforce like that? Well, yeah, flexibility is, I think is one thing, you know, there's, there's compensation, there's flexibility, there's quality of life. Um, there's also, what are the, what are the benefits? Um, so we're, we're very flexible and we're very, you, you, there's a peak and lull in the movie business as everyone knows, you know, during the holidays and during the summer, you're very busy. And then there's lulls um, just like there is in, any brick and mortar, um, you know, establishment as well. So we offer flexibility. Our timelines are a little different. You know, we may not, we don't do breakfast at, at no one goes to see a movie for breakfast, but, um, I will say this is that the flexibility in the hours is, is a big part of it. Um, you know, the second thing of it is, is that the benefit is, is you have an entertainment value there. We do offer our team members, uh, movie tickets where they can come and watch movies with friends and family. And that's a, that's a that's a big win for a lot of our team members. A lot of our team members they love the movies. Um, you know, it's it's a I would say it's a it's a a certain tribe out there that just they the movies are are a part of their lives and the movies resonate with them. So th- those kind of team members we attract. And um, you know, I think the other piece about keeping team members is people have to always talk about growth. You know, and 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 when people say they're growing whether it's the organization's growing locations, but really what I think we really focus on is the internal growth and building transferable skills. Uh, We have a tremendous, um, you know, learning platform uh, that our team has created and it gives them a pathway to development. So if they choose to, you know, develop within Studio Movie Grill for a career, we have that path for them, the steps that that they can follow. But it also teaches them transferable skills emotional intelligence training, um, you know, everything from, you know, change leadership, uh, all these different educational modules that they can take advantage of. Um, And I'm proud to say that, you know, a lot of the people that come, you know, want to get into management, you know, about 50% of them are team members. They love the concept that much because they feel they've grown through it, both personally and professionally. So those are some of the aspects. Those are some of the things that, that really help us uh, in terms of attracting, uh, you know, team members to Studio Move Girl and retaining them, which is a huge challenge in this environment. You mentioned flexibility. Is that kind of a, a key piece? Do you guys work in kind of the gig economy? Well, we're touching, we're putting our toe in the water on that right now. Um, you know, there, there's opportunities where people now, uh, they want to choose how they work, when they work, and, and what they do. And so uh, we are, we're testing that in a couple of locations and looking at those options. Um, I think you always have to have your eyes open. You can't have blind spots in this this new kind of, you know, kind of lingering uh, pandemic. Uh, you have to always look for creative ways and, and always have to have your eyes and ears open on um, what what's going on out there to leverage your business and to be able to take advantage of, you know, the opportunities of sales and, and attendance when they do show themselves. So, yeah, we're looking at that right now as, a, as another option to, you know, in markets that may be more challenged economically. So yeah, that get, the gig work piece is growing and, um, and we're, we're testing it because I feel it can be a benefit for us. How is, uh, how are you guys handling inflation? Everybody's kind of dealing with rising inflation. How are you guys, what, you know, what are you guys trying to do anyway to, uh, to deal with that? Yeah. The, uh, you know, another, uh, you know, another big pain point, I think, for the industry has been the rising inflation, commodity pricing, um, supply chain, 
you know, I, you know, I, I joke around, but you, you can't even find straws. You know, it's a, uh, it's straws, bowls, silverware. I mean, these shortages you never heard of pre-pandemic, and now, you know, every time you turn around, I've never seen so many out-of-stock order order guides. But um, I think simplicity works best here. You know, how you engineer your menu um, and, and keep it very simple, and and really try to take full advantage of cross-functional items to be more using your ideation. So smaller menus you're seeing, you're seeing a lot of people uh, limit limit the amount of you know products on their menu and, and really scaling them down. I mean, for us particularly, we, we've dropped our menu by about 25%. But it also allowed us not to run out of things and have to tell our guests, hey, we're out of this. But we took the low performing items, we removed them. And then what we did after that is we really looked at how can we, how can we also look at ideation moving forward so we can use the, the station distribution in the, in the kitchen and make sure it's even across there. So the productivity is there, the efficiencies are there, and we're also, um, we have the products and the available products that we can source to be able to serve to the guests. So, you know, there's also the pricing of it too. How do you go about pricing some, where, something to the point where it's, you know, it can be, you know, uh, you know accepted in the uh, court of public opinion? You know, there's a lot of places out there really pricing themselves out of the market and it's, and it's tough. You know, business owners have to have uh, you know, they work on penny margins and a lot of people don't realize that. So pricing is a very sensitive subject to organizations, independence, everyone. And so um, I think it's how, how do we become more efficient? How do we try to not pass on those those costs to the guests? Um, and how do we maintain a lean menu and efficient menu that we can execute um, so that we don't, you know, we don't interrupt the guest experience? Do you have so, any do you have any favorite tools or software that help you uh, kind of keep operations going? We we use a lot of different um, uh, you know technologies. I, I think for for us we use a proprietary MEP2, which is a menu prediction tool, which helps us in in prep um, and also understanding what our guests order, um, which is is fantastic. So a lot of times we have a pretty good idea what guests are going to order on a regular basis when they come in. So you know. Being able to prep to those levels, um, it really helps us from an efficiency standpoint and also from a preparedness standpoint. Why is it um, important to know what I'm sure I'm sure for people in the industry, it's uh, this is an obvious question, but why is it important to know what guests order? Well, I mean, a couple of things is, is I think it's important from the fact that you don't want to run out of it. Number one, uh, I think that's the you know, that's the kind of thing that you see a lot of uh, you see signs up in restaurants right now saying, hey, we're really sorry, you know you know, do the limited menu uh, because of supply chain. So by knowing what people want, you can not only be predictive, uh, but you can also, it gives you more time to source. Um, so that helps us. It also helps us in execution too. So um, you, it, it, it's full cycle. It helps you with your prep labor. You can be more efficient if you know that on a certain day, they're going to order X, these X products. So um, other things that we that we use that that help us too is, um, you know, we we predict our attendance as well. So, and this is no secret. That also helps us with building our labor efficiencies too. Knowing and having a prediction of where we feel these attendance numbers are going to land uh, helps us build efficiencies uh, throughout the whole, you know, store throughout day, weekly, monthly. So, those are other ones uh, that really help us. And then we, 
you know, one of the things that I think is is a, a nice thing in, in film is you can see pre-sales, right? Uh, just like it'd be a reservation in a regular restaurant, you know, when you have an open table or something, but we get to see pre-sales and then we can see those pre-sales. And as we see them, we can kind of gauge the kind of flow of business that we can expect from hour to hour. So those are some of the tools that really help us uh, and help us build, you know, efficiencies within the business to better serve our guests. Brian, it's been uh, great having you on. It's been great talking to you. How, how can people find out more about Studio Movie Grill? Yeah, you can go to uh, studiomoviegrill.com. Uh, you can find our locations on there, our story. Um, we also are on Instagram. We're on Facebook as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think the thing is, is my, my favorite thing to say is see you at the movies. Uh, it's a wonderful, you know, film is at the, the essence of togetherness and community. And so we, we love uh, showing movies and opening hearts and minds one story at a time. Thanks so much for your time today. It's been great hearing your insights and all of your thoughts. I appreciate it. Chad, thanks for having me on. Take care. You too. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Process Breakdown Podcast. Before you go, quick question. Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes, procedures, and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job? If yes, sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. No credit card is required to sign up. Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, and process like process.com. Go now to sweetprocess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial. Hi, this is Owen, the CEO and co-founder here at Sweet Process. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast interview, uh, actually, you know what I want you to do? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That way we get more people aware of the good stuff that you get here on this podcast. Again, go on to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Looking forward to reading your review. Have a good day. That's my, that's my, that's my.